You are listening to Your First 100K, the number one podcast for Christian entrepreneurs, coaches, and business owners who want time freedom and financial freedom so that they can provide for their families, travel the world, and give back to the less fortunate. If that's you, then sit back and stay tuned in because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Joseph Warren. I started my first multi-million dollar business at age 19 and wasted away my 20s trying to find happiness through money, success, and pleasure. I made millions, but I still didn't feel happy or fulfilled until I learned the real secrets of success. So the big question is this, how can Christian entrepreneurs like us who didn't give up on our dreams build a highly profitable six to seven figure business without being unethical, doing it all ourselves and neglecting our family and our faith? Well, that is the question. And this podcast will give you the solutions and strategies you've been looking for. Thanks for spending time with me today. If you're new here, then welcome. I have a free 10-day training waiting for you over at first100k.com. Again, go to first100k.com to grab your free 10-day training. Driven by her passion for bringing creatives on the same road to success that she took, my featured guest today is my day Leon, a published author and marketing strategist who strives to help artists, illustrators, designers, and other creators just like you make a highly profitable business doing what they love. Now, all you creatives out there, I know you love what you're doing, but many of you, most of you are not making money doing it or at the the worst or the very least, you're not making as much as you're worth doing it. So we're going to talk about that today and how to do that. Mai's here to give, give you her expertise. She teaches it. She's done it herself through her signature course, Mastering Hand Lettering Program. She has been able to help artists like you learn the art and business of lettering. I'm curious, what the heck is the art and business of lettering? Successful alumni have landed mural jobs, editorial work, among many other lettering projects. This is new vocabulary for me. Lettering projects and have launched their own profitable creative business. MyDeLeon.com is where you can find her. Let me spell that. M-Y-E. D as in David, E-L-E-O-N. MyDeLeon.com. My, welcome to your first 100K. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Hey, Joseph. Thank you so much. Actually, you got it all covered. <laughs> I nailed it. I nailed it, Startup yes, Nation. you did. All right. So welcome to the show. Um, share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Well, something personal I that my business people doesn't know. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I think I have shared a lot of <laughs> Come on, you got something everybody. you got something vulnerable or embarrassing that you just haven't shared with anyone. It happens on my show. What you well, got, girl? I'm a micromanager, so I'm bad at letting go of things. So even with my team, I don't share like um, all the other stuff that they have to do. I still have to let them uh, do it, I know, but 
at times I'll be there checking in. Is it doing, are you doing this okay? Do you need my help? Do you need this? I'm so terrible at that. And so <laughs> what I'm hearing you say is you're a little control, control freak like the rest of us. Is that correct? <laughs> I am, I am. All right. Uh, Mai, have you ever worked for somebody that hovered over you and, and micromanaged you? I did. And now you're that person. What are you thinking? I feel so terrible, you know, oh. not letting go of things that I, and I also feel guilty because, because I should be doing a lot of things and focusing on my creativity instead of doing these little things that I should be delegating to somebody I trust. And it's not that I don't trust them. It's just, I want things to be perfect sometimes. And, <laughs> but I know it's bad. It's so bad. I know that's why. I so love this. I love that. <laughs> I love how we're starting this show. Okay. Startup Nation. <laughs> yeah. Startup Nation. This is the language of a perfectionist, right? Only mm -hmm. I can do it perfect. Nobody uh, else. Only I. It's so <laughs> hilarious, right? And we all are caught in this dilemma. And it actually doesn't work for us. And we want yeah. to stop doing it, don't we, Mai? Yes, we do. <laughs> we do, but we just don't know how. We're like, I just can't help myself. What are you doing? What are you doing? How are you yeah, doing that? Yeah. Why would you do it that way? What made you think to do it that way? You know, we get all up in people's business and they're like, would you just back off and let me do what you hired me to do? It's yeah, hilarious. that's exactly what my um, assistant is saying. Maya, let it go. Let it go. Let me do it. Let me do it. I can do it. Trust me. I can do it. <laughs> so you're actually slowing them down, right? By being there, which is costing you money. I know. Whoa. Yeah. All right. We just got real about what's real. Thank you for that, Maya. I really appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the business here. Um, take us back in time, okay? How long have you had this business now? Now I've, uh, I'm on my fifth year. Five. Okay. Five years you've been going strong. How long did it take you to get over the 100K mark? On the fourth year. What? So this yeah. is really recent. So you've been really <laughs> yes. just hustling and working and struggling and waiting for the payoff. It took four years of hustle, Startup Nation. Four years. years. Yeah. That's why you hear on every one of these episodes and you hear on other podcasts, you got to love what you do. Why? Because it's going to take you three to five years to actually get over that, that hump and start getting the payback and the reward. My, how did you keep going for those four years? How did you not quit? Okay. So is it okay if I go back in time for, for a minute here? Because, uh, all right. So I started, it started out really funny because I never really intended to make money from hand lettering. I was a scrapbook designer. I was a scrapbook designer, but in 2000, and I'm successfully making money from it, like $3,000 every month. So that's good enough. And considering that uh, if you translate it to pesos in the Philippines, it's big, but in 2012, I gave birth to my son and he was born with Down syndrome. So he has special needs. He had um, open heart surgery at six weeks old. He had a lot of medical conditions. So there are a lot of them. So there's therapies, doctor's appointments, lab exams. It's just really exhausting. So when he was two years old and we were already in Singapore at the time, I cannot do my scrapbook designs anymore. So my creativity, I felt it was taken away from me and there's just nothing left. So I was so depressed at the time. And to do something, I know I have two other daughters. I have twin daughters, 
but uh, that feeling is I, I don't feel good at all thinking about ill thoughts and there was a time that my husband even have to follow me in the bathroom because I I think I went at 3 a.m. and he was like hey are you still okay he wanted to check on me because he knew that I haven't been myself so when I learned that I was in denial that I was depressed I thought I wasn't so to stay away from that negative emotion I went back to the very first thing I love and never really thought that I will make money from it I never believed that I will make money from drawing letters that is basically hand lettering drawing letters because that's about the very thing that I can draw letters <laughs> so there and then I just started sharing my work on Instagram and six months after I got my first client so she asked me to do a coloring book an alphabet coloring book for kids so after that I was paid royalty for that after that I was sharing my process on Instagram constantly you know sharing just making myself visible to the people who are enjoying my work that's basically it I'm not asking for anything in return and then there were clients that came in after I finished the project but at the time I did not want to do so many projects because I have a son with special needs we don't have anyone to help us I have to bring him to therapies doctor's appointments I don't know how many times we have to leave our house in, in a single week just to be present to all of those appointments so I only focused on the clients who can pay me really well at the time and those who are charging very low and asking for so much I said no to all of them so basically I have client a client who I had to work a project with for four months but I was paid well so I only work with one client for that four months but I'm not worried about the money and that's how I was able to sustain my business by doing less work but focusing on the better clients those who actually appreciate my work and the value that I bring to their company and their business and it just went on and went on and went on and on my um, fourth year I was able to break that six-figure <laughs> mark that is yeah, such yeah. a cool story and it's a story of necessity yes right you had the need your your son you know down syndrome and and you got all these medical appointments and you just don't have the time to work with people for less money you just mm -hmm. don't you don't have time to work with low-paying clients did that help you that need that necessity help you to charge your own self-worth or did you have to fight that little inner critic that says you're not worth this much how could you ask this much they're going to reject you etc i think i was prepared for rejection because i i was clear at the very beginning that i don't want to work with low-paying clients because i will one i will not be happy with that and two i will have to do a lot of work and be away from my kid which is impossible because he demands 200 percent attention and potentially more <laughs> so i just had to really identify those clients who will be willing to work with me even if it takes longer and at the same time i was able to prove that there are clients who would actually pay you what you're asking if they are working with you they're just not paying because um, you're producing the art they're paying because it was you who's doing the art for them 
So that mattered to me. And that's how I was able to tell everybody, yes, this is possible because if I can do it, who am I? I was just nobody. And clients were willing to pay me four or five figures for projects. So you can do it too, right? So... All right, my, you're you're inspiring some people right now on the show. And Starve Nation, I know you're sitting there and you're listening and you're like, okay, this gal, my, who the heck is this gal? <laughs> She's hanging out in the Philippines. It's probably like nine something PM right now. And she does lettering. Like she hand draws letters, which was her passion. She just loved to do and she's really good at it. So you have the passion. She, you have the talent and here she is. She's like talking to you saying, Hey, you can do it. Like people want to pay you extra for working with you. Not so much your product, but actually getting access to you. And this is what we wrestle with because we don't see our own worth. So we don't believe others see our worth. Would you agree with that? Yes, exactly. How do we make that shift like that? How do we make that shift? When you get a student like that, Mai, and they just have major self-doubt, right? They just don't believe in themselves. They don't believe in their own worth, their own value. How do you uh, get create that mind shift for them where they come out the other end of your program charging what they're worth? So I always tell them that if you yourself cannot trust you, <laughs> how are your clients going to trust you and how are they going to invest in you? If you yourself are doubting your capacity, your capabilities or your abilities. So you have to start trusting yourself first. If you want to attract the same clients who would be willing to pay you more, because unless you have uh, that confident in your confidence in yourself, you will not be able to attract them because your clients will smell the desperation a mile away. So you have got to start trusting in yourself first. That's startup, startup nation. Do you stink and smell of desperation? <laughs> That's what Mai is saying. Your clients are going to smell the desperation on you. So Mai, I get what you're saying. I hear you. Startup nation hears you, but it's theoretical. It's okay. We get why I have to become confident in myself. I get why I have to see my own value, but how do I do it? So how I um, help my uh, students is by teaching them the foundations of hand lettering because anybody could start learning how to draw letters, but actually knowing the foundations and learning, oh, this is the proper way to draw these letters because there are nuances in every single letters. There are different spacing in between letters. These things are not going to be um, uh, uh, new letters will not, be, will not be able to know that unless they take courses or they learn more about typography. So those, by teaching those things inside my programs, I give them the skills. I teach them the skills and I give them the knowledge that, you know, to equip them and prepare them for when they are ready to face the world and take on clients. So that's the very step, uh, first step that I would um, basically teach them. And if they have that, they start producing work. They start upgrade, updating their portfolio, um, developing artwork that they are confident with. So just by learning these skills, 
they are starting to gain confidence because they know how to draw the letters better because when they have the foundation, yes, the initial letters that they're going to produce are similar to mine because I'm the one teaching. But eventually, once they get these foundations, they will be able to customize each of these letters according to their own styles and preferences. So when they learn how to do that, then it becomes more tangible to them and it, they become more confident of their skills and that that gives them another um, skill level and hopefully help them more confident become more confident with their skills too so what i'm hearing you say is and this goes uh for you startup nation whatever business or industry you're in i don't think it it really matters this is a universal type of uh, step one um, that Maya is giving you, which is, and I'm paraphrasing, but practice your skill set until you get really, really good at it. That is going to instill in you the confidence, at least that self-confidence and, and mm-hmm. that self-worth, maybe just enough, just enough to ask that first potential client. What's your, what's your second step? That was your first step. Give me your three top tips or strategies. What's your number two? So the number two is, of course, connecting with your audience. You have to know and understand who your audience is because if you don't, then how are you, how are you uh, going to be able to provide value for them and how are you going to serve them if you don't basically understand what they need? So what I did in my case is I started sharing my work on social media because that's just the, that's the only channel that I have. So those uh, were my starting audience. And then as time goes by, they started asking questions like, how do you do that? There are no tutorials about that. Can you give me tips on how I can do that? So just by simply listening to them and connecting with them, so I answer my DMs and give them tips, eventually I was able to produce my own very own uh, first uh, free ebook with hand lettering. And then I help them learn that, that particular skill. So just by listening to your customers, you'll be able to identify their pain points. What are they struggling with? What are their challenges? And by doing so, you will be able to help them and build that know, like, and trust factor, right? Because we all need uh, that in our businesses, especially. So Maya, I am a little control freak like yourself, right? (laughs) And I want to connect with my audience. I want to answer my customers' questions. However, I don't want to wait two years to, for them to ask the questions. How do I accelerate that process? And I'm speaking on behalf of all of Startup Nation right now because I know we all wrestle with that. I don't want to wait for the answer. They take too long to get to the darn thing that they want. <laughs> what would you so, say? Yeah. All right, so there's another thing that I did when I was starting up. I started looking at other people. I started looking at, uh, into uh, what my peers are doing and who are the people who are asking them questions, connecting with them. And when people in their comments started asking questions and I see that no one is providing them answers or you know, giving them a solution to their problem, I try to answer those problems. I offer a solution, even though it's not my platform, it's not my profile, this person needs help. So I just got to help. I just can't 
you know, sometimes I just can't control myself doing that because I hate it when I see people struggling and no one is really paying attention. So that's, that's how I got people into my profile, back into my profile from other people's profile. So just basically, sometimes I don't even answer publicly. I just send them a DM and which um, when I do that, they feel very, very special that somebody take the time and effort to actually uh, provide them with a solution. And then you, you just actually gained a very loyal follower and potentially a client in the future. <laughs> okay. Startup Nation, I am so pleased that I had the, the wherewithal to ask that question because Mai just gave you a really good hack. And, and she, I get to see her right now on video and, and she just looks so sweet and darling and all that, right? And you would never guess that she's out hijacking her competitors, <laughs> customers' questions, right? And what a smart move. It's a really smart move. So let me just paraphrase this for you, Startup Nation, uh, the way I see it and hear it from my, is that as you're waiting year one to really connect with your audience and to build that know, like, and trust where they feel safe enough to ask you their deep burning questions and how do we do this and can you help me with this? In the meantime, you don't have to go broke. In the meantime, what Maya is saying is, hey, go to your closest one, two, or three competitors, find them online, find them on social, find their platforms, scroll through their feeds, and see what their customers are already asking them because they're further along than you. They already have their audience, know their audience. They built the know, like, and trust. They're five years in, 10 years in with their customers in that relationship. And you could go in and hijack the pain points of their customers, start answering. And she did even one further. She's like a little social pirate. But <laughs> what she did is, is she started answering her competitors' uh, pain points and questions on the competitors' feeds, which I think is bold and audacious. And then from there, probably putting in her signature, you know, hey, mydayleon.com or something like that, get, go get my free ebook. And then pulling customers or hijacking customers, um, poaching customers from her competitors. What a smart move in a very fair doggy dog world. Except I don't share my links when I do that. I don't okay. share my links because I try to respect the artist as much as possible. And yeah. So how do, how do these people connect with you and find you if you don't share how to get in touch with you? When you, re when you reply to their comments, they're going to see your handle. So they just send you a DM or follow you back. That's okay. It. So you do it in a very high integrity way. Yes, okay. Fantastic. <laughs> all right. So Startup Nation, I told you, she's sweet. She's kind. She's generous. She's all these things. All right. So I really like that, that hack. It's really smart. And um, it's very aligned with your friend, Allison. Right. Allison was on my guest. Allison Gower was on my guest and uh, was a guest on the show a few episodes back, Startup Nation. And she gave a similar hack where she said, uh, if you want to know your client's problems, go on YouTube and just Google whatever the topic is that you have a product about. Just Google that. And the top three or four videos that come up, don't watch the videos. It doesn't matter, but go and read all the comments in there. And you're going to hear people struggling with that thing, whatever that topic is. 
And from there, you'll start to hear the language. You can copy and paste some of their language and put it into your website. And when they, people go to your website, they're going to go, oh my gosh, how did you know exactly what I was feeling deep within my soul? And you're like, because you posted on YouTube, right? Because people post stuff <laughs> on YouTube because yeah. they're anonymous, right? And they get it real. And so my fantastic, I love your top three tips. Um, so again, practice your skill set. Get really, really good at what you do. Startup Nation, that will put in the confidence that you're missing right now. Then answer your customers' questions and start to build that know, like, and trust with your own audience. And then uh, the third one is, in the meantime, while you're waiting, go to your competitors, your nearest two or three competitors, and hijack uh, their customers' questions and pain points. And maybe do what my did and just write an ebook about it. And, and, and just put it, put like the top five burning questions for whatever your audience is dealing with and, and solve those problems for them in the ebook and charge, you know, 10, 15, $20 or whatever and see what happens. My, anything else you want to add to that? Um, I think just one. So I, the other thing that I, that I learned from that experience is that I don't, you don't have to create products because you think this is the product that your customer needs. The reason why I value listening to your customers is because the product that you have to create is the product that your customers need, not what you think they need. So that's one big learning for me there. Okay, that's huge, right? And, and it's a great reminder for us because Startup Nation, you and I, we think we know what our customers want. We think what we know what's best for them. Kind of if you're a parent, you think you know what's best for your kid, you may be right 50% of the time, right? <laughs> but it's like I have a brand new baby, for example. I think I know when she wants to eat. I don't actually know. She tells us. She's smarter than us when it comes to knowing herself, right? So it's the same thing with your customers. So by listening to their pain points and what they're asking for, don't guess. Don't guess what they want. Actually listen, and they're going to tell you what they want. So great reminder, my, you can find my at mydayleon.com, mydayleon.com. My, you got some really cool uh, programs and products. We're going to get into that in a moment, but welcome to the hustle round. This is where I'm going to ask you. She's like, oh my gosh, I've heard about this. I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready? Ready. What's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? Um, that I can do the work I love on my own terms. Very cool. And what's the least favorite thing? What do you like least about it? It can get lonely. I've been doing this for a long time, so it can get lonely. Yeah. <laughs> not going out. It really can, right? And now we're in this pandemic and everything. We're, we're stuck in isolation. Mm -hmm. I mean, entrepreneurship by itself already has built-in isolation into it. You have to willfully go out and connect with people. Now we're stuck in our home. So Startup Nation, Maya and I were talking off camera a little earlier, and we were just speaking about depression and anxiety and, and how it's yeah. really enhanced right now. So if you're struggling with any of those things, go check me out at josephwarren.net. I do spiritual life coaching. I help clients permanently remove and get rid of anxiety and depression. You know, that I'm thing that you've been wrestling the next couple of days. What's that? Mai? 
I might just get in touch with you in the next couple of days. There you go. See, my nose, my nose. So we'll probably work together and that's awesome. But if you want to permanently get rid of that thing you've been struggling with for 10, 20 years, you don't have to live with that anymore. You don't have to be powerless in that. There is a way out. There is a cure. So don't believe all those myths that say you have to live with it. You got to cope with it. You got to take medication for it and spend the rest of your life just dealing with it. That's BS. My clients get rid of it forever and ever and ever. Okay. So my uh, next question, what are you most afraid of? Oh, I'm afraid of losing my income and getting back to the life we were before when we can barely pay the bills. You know, it scares, it scares me every time. So when I'm feeling like, uh, I don't feel like doing this at all today, I think of that. But no, 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 no. I'm not going to go back to those days. So I have to do this. This is uh, for the business. This is going to help me move the needle in my business. So I have got to push forward. So. I like the way you use it. I think you use it in a healthy manner. You use it as fuel for the fire. Yeah. You don't let it cripple you, but use it as fuel. And, and Startup Nation, sometimes use the fear of you know going back to where you used to be as fuel to keep going forward into your future. Amai, what did you spend way too much time doing your first year in business? Oh, basically, first two years is honing my, uh, my hand lettering skills, my craft, honing my craft. I have calluses to prove that. <laughs> and there was a time that I even have to wrap my fingers with washi tapes just so I can still draw letters. So that was crucial because unless I do that, I will not be able to prove to my clients that, hey, I am worth that uh, amount you're paying for. I love that. Startup Nation, Maya is telling you straight to your face right now or right into your ears, unless you have calluses from doing, <laughs> practicing what you love to do, you're not doing it enough. So go get some calluses, put some tape on your hands. My, we all struggle with something. You mentioned uh, the anxiety. Thank you for being real about that. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And so many people wrestle with that. What secret fear do you have about people? That they may not like me and they may, you know, potentially judge me at some point. Mm. Especially what? because I'm, I'm, I'm not a native English speaker. So English is not my mother tongue. And I teach an English course. So sometimes it gets to me. And sometimes my daughter is also like, oh, mom, you're pronouncing it wrong. It has to be this and that. And then... <laughs> but yeah, so that scares me sometimes when I talk to people, especially. Yeah, I got it. Well, I you haven't mispronounced one word today. I've mispronounced <laughs> about five and I am a native English speaker. So how do you like that? What do you wish you had learned sooner in business? Oh, to hire an assistant. Yeah, and then not micromanage them, right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> What's a new habit? What's a new habit you want to form? A new habit. Oh, I want to learn how to uh, do watercolor painting, but I'm still struggling. That's cool. Struggling. I like watercolor. I used to do that. What's a bad habit you want to break? Spending so much time on mobile phone and TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Earlier off the show, Startup Nation, my, my, I was like, my, how are you getting through this pandemic? She's like, I spend a lot of time on TikTok. <laughs> uh, pick three words to describe who you are now. Um, now I'm stubborn still. I'm stubborn. I, I, I don't want to let people stop me. So I really just push forward, even though people are telling me, no, this is not your thing. This is this 
is her thing. This is not yours. So I'm stubborn. I push forward. And then I'm also creative and innovative. I look for different ways and how I can offer my services, especially this time of the pandemic when everybody is just pivoting to something else because other economies are affected. But thankfully, mm. online economy is booming. So I have found other ways to serve my audience better this time. Mm, such good advice. What's a bad habit you want to break? Oh, sorry. We did that one already. Pick three words to describe uh, who you are, uh, who you were your first year in business. In my first year in business, I'm still the same me, stubborn. My husband kept telling me, go back to the corporate world. Don't push that. Nothing's going to happen when you push that. I still push through. So here we are. And now he left his corporate job because I'm doing my thing. So <laughs> that's the first one. And then I also was anxious at first, even though mm. I'm stubborn. I know I'm anxious. And then I'm always busy, busy honing my skills because I have kids and I have uh, to practice. So busy is an understatement. Yeah, I get that one. And last question, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends in the eye, look your, your kids in the eye, give them only one piece of advice about everything, life, eternity, all of it. What would you say to them? I would tell them you're capable of doing so many great things. Don't let anyone stop you from doing it. Just move forward, do whatever it is. It's necessary for as long as you're not hurting anybody and you're, you know, you're good. Just keep pushing forward. You can do it. You can do anything. I love it. That's the proper use of being stubborn, right? <laughs> stubborn into driven, right? Driven into success. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about making their first 100K this year during the pandemic? No excuses. How do they do it? What's your, what's your big advice? One piece of advice. What you got? So for me, stop giving yourself excuses not to pursue your dreams because you're amazing and you are capable of doing great things if you just commit to taking action. So don't just plan, execute those plans because those things you've written on your paper are not going to happen if you just stare at them. You actually have got to do the work. Execution is more important. I love it. And just I'll, I'll, I'll finish out with a quick little quote that my slipped in earlier. She said, get clear on you don't want to work for low paying clients. Like get clear on that. Get committed. Make that statement to yourself. I will not work for low paying clients. Like get clear on that. That's very powerful. All right, my, um, what's the best way for Startup Nation to get in touch with you if they so choose? What do you got? You got any programs, products? What do you got? So I have a freebie in my uh, website, mydaleon.com. I offer the free hand lettering ebook, which is uh, called Styling the Alphabet. You can just go there and it's going to be at the Get Started menu. And of course, I also have a program. My, my flagship course is called Mastering Hand Lettering. Everything is in there on my Work With Me page. I also have coaching services. So I do coach business owners who want to scale up. Those who have you know, started their business but don't understand how they can scale and grow continuously and then sustain the business, I do coach them. And they don't have to be letterers, right? It could be any industry, any business, right? You work any with them. Any creative industry. Any so creative industry. Yeah, illustrators, animators, graphic designers. So yeah. 
Fantastic. And Startup Nation, I'm, I'm on her website right now, mydailyown.com. And I see right there on the homepage, it says, grab my five secrets for artists to get high paying clients. Yes, please. Yeah. If that's you, go ahead and grab that now. She's given that to you for free. Thank you, Mai. And thank you for being on your first 100K. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, girl. You too, my God. This is such an honor. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Cheers. Have you tried absolutely everything and nothing has worked? Have you tried therapy? Have you tried coaching? Have you tried counseling, Christian counseling? Nothing's worked for you, for your spouse. You just want better communication. When you wake up, do you feel like you want to crawl under a rock in the morning time? Is your brain so scattered and foggy at this point that you're not following through with things? You're not keeping your word in the matter. You're letting people down, maybe your own spouse or kids. Do you have way too much on your plate and you're getting more and more frustrated, which is turning into anger? Are you battling addictions right now? Are you an amped up or frantic person with a lot of anxiety and you're off and on a bipolar and depression medicines? If any of these you connect with, then what I do is specifically this. I do not do therapy. I do not do counseling. Those are for people that want to talk about their problems or learn different ways to cope and manage their problems. I don't do that. Reach out to me if you want to get rid of your problems permanently, like be done with the addiction, be done with the medications, be done with the escaping your life because you just feel so powerless in it. If you want those results and you want peace, it's what we all want. We're all chasing it. We had it as kids. We lost it. Life beat the crap out of us. If you want peace, that's what I sell. It's God's peace. So you can find that at josephwarren.net. You can schedule a call with me, complimentary. I'll contribute 30 minutes of my time into your life. We'll get clear on what you actually want. Then we'll see if we're, we want to work together. And that's me interviewing you to see if you're ready. Are you ready to do what it takes? Some people try to come to me, but they're not ready to be coachable. They're not ready to get rid of the problems. Again, if you don't want to talk about your problems anymore and you've tried everything and nothing has worked and you want to permanently get rid of them, go to josephwarren.net and let's see if I'm your guy.